Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly. It's a Coupe de France special uh, this week, so we've had a bit of squad rotation. I am Philippa B and I am joined by our long-suffering cup correspondent, John Mainland. Hi, John, how are you? Hi there. I've been warming up gently, very gently at my age. So we've had a situation where uh, this was the CZMs, so the round of 32 happened Mm -hmm. over the weekend. And unfortunately, um, this year, there's no fans in the ground. And I think this makes it even more uh, problematic for the Coupe de France, where obviously you've got lower league teams who uh, really, really rely on that home advantage and the wonderful, Mm. wonderful uh, atmosphere it can bring. I know you've not been able to go out with your camera taking pictures much anymore, but we hope maybe soon uh, might be able to... Maybe. um, There there were in... I did seriously google earth a couple of nearby ties in the in the previous round seeing if there was a possibility of somewhere to stand or loiter with my mask on and a two meter stick to fend off other people um but it wasn't really an option locally here but it's interesting how um some of the stuff you see online there are little pockets of people who happen to be standing facing the pitch through a fence especially at some of the smaller grounds there are some opportunities for that it was, um, uh, and... there, there was one wonderful moment it was um Gazalek Ajaccio who were at home to Lille and mm-hmm. they lost 3-1 but when uh, Ajaccio scored there was a large quantity of smoke bombs went off and that's what happens <laughs> when you play behind closed doors on a stadium that gives on to a car park Yes. I remember yes. Gazalek uh, from Ligue 1 a couple of years ago. They were the smallest stadium, and by small, you can drive up to it, basically. Mm. So uh, that may have helped there. But, I've only, um, seen, only seen people watching a real game in cars in the, yeah. uh, the third round of the Cup this season and a Challenge Cup game in Wick, <laughs> at, which is about four miles as far from as far north as you can go in mainland UK. Um, so I think there's there must be about 1,400 miles between those two matches and a few other <laughs> div- dividing in criteria as well. But yeah, I think this is this is the problem because in a sense the smaller clubs who have reached this stage are smaller clubs, but they're not small enough that they are just playing in the park. So you no, have slightly no. less. Uh, Slightly fewer options for just hanging around on a bench or parking near a corner flag. But and there is there is also the the wee clubs or weer clubs have missed out on the opportunity to do what Trelazac did last season when they hosted OM in Limoges, really rather splendid multi-purpose stadium, um, and charged nine thirty euros a pop, hmm. and it was live on the telly. So the treasurers of these teams who are going further than they've ever gone before will be kicking themselves that it was yeah. this was the year they did it. Yeah, but it's all still on because of the 16 matches. We mm-hmm. have had quite a few upsets, more than I think I was expecting. So we're going to run through the yes. results. <laughs> and we're going to start, start with the minnows. Now, these, unfortunately... We had two kind of sixth-tier teams in this. One was Club Franciscan, who were the last of the Utrecht teams, um, who were playing Angers of Ligue 1. Mm-hmm. So I think they played, also they played Lille a couple of seasons ago. 
I think so. They have they do progress generally speaking. I think they, they are, are the the, the Celtic of their island, as yes. it were. There's nobody else anywhere near them in terms of resources. Unfortunately, uh, they came up if we can use a European competition um, analogy here against Angers, who uh, it was 5-0. I yeah. think it was mm. kind of your standard cup game of Club Francescan's last game, I think you mentioned, was in January or something. So Yes, they had a stealth campaign and a lot yeah. of a lot of times they weren't featured as being involved at all, which led to some confusion on confusion. my part, which I feel a little embarrassed about. I will, uh, no, I will it, seek keeping, corroboration of everything that, if it happens again. Is, is tricky here, but so, <laughs> so Club Franciscan Angers are through. The other one was a game which was a wonderful minnow v minnow setup. We had Summer mm. of the fifth tier hosting Montagnard of the sixth, and mm-hmm. this was quite the chaotic game. It ended 3-3 and with just a 90, us, 90 yeah. minute 39 second equalizer by by the visitors from from the Breton pool A of Regional One. Um Mont I'm I'm I am conscientiously mispronouncing everything. I can pronounce all these well, things perfectly correctly, Chris, but I don't want to Chris, show up any Chris other members the company, of the team. I think. <laughs> indeed, so, indeed. This um, meant that they went through to a penalty shootout. And having that's... been 3-1 down as well, and one of the goals really looked like a pub team defending, and you think, oh, 3-1 <laughs> down, that's it over. But no. So, we went into the penalty shootout, and the Montagnac keeper saved two penalties. So you're thinking, oh, my God, they're going to do it. This is the remontada. But then he took one, which was saved. Mm-hmm. And then things went a bit pear-shaped, didn't they? Yes, yes. It was um, the, the vital... It's, I've, I've seen a few um, reasonably impressive penalty kick performances at various levels. But the last one... It was like a rugby kick, but it wasn't as accurate. He got the height perfect for rugby, but he didn't put it straight. So it was the archetypal high and wide and plunged to the knees, while a good three dozen people in the stadium celebrated wildly. Yeah. Um, so maybe he was glad there wasn't a big crowd. You know, I, people in that situation there. Yeah. I, I felt so sorry for them because obviously having pulled off such a great comeback and then started the penalty shootout so well to fall at the final hurdle when they hit sudden death was really sad but yes. the thing is and we always say this every year the team that beat them are fifth tier and they're the mm-hmm. only fifth tier team left in it so mm-hmm. i think now we have to say some have gone from being the bad guys to in the next round will definitely be the ones we're keeping an eye on that they exactly. are, they will be going through so and that's that's the real quandary as well when there when there isn't a gate money drawn yeah. things the committees will not be saying we want om at home or psg at home they'll be saying we want somebody equally teeny mm. <laughs> because it's all a big hanging on in there as long as we can rather than just milking it at the first yeah. opportunity and so on that we have uh several other teams from uh the national uh and national de particularly mm-hmm. and we had some very good upsets i'm going to do these in kind of ascending order so we work up to a crescendo okay so mm-hmm. <laughs> um firstly we had fourth tier Rumi Valier um beat Annecy of the third tier 
uh, on penalties after a 1-1 draw. So mm -hmm. they uh, were the first of the uh, fourth-year teams to get through. And uh, that obviously much closer in terms of uh, the gap between them. I didn't see much of this except for the penalty uh, shootout, which did look like it might go on for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, it was 6-5 in the five, end. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, so we'll be welcoming them through. And then we had three league on teams knocked out. And this was uh, where the magic of the cup uh, really kicked in. So first mm -hmm. on Saturday, Red Star of the third tier beat Lance, who obviously are flying pretty high in Lyon yes. at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and so therefore may or may not have um, decided to take a bit of a rest figuring they could deal with this anyway, but didn't, uh, losing 3-2. So did you catch mm. any of this? Well, I saw Red Star go ahead um, and I thought, oh, interesting. And then Lons seemed to have sorted it, sorted themselves and it all out. And then Red Star, I think they got they came back. And if you're going to get a winner mm -hmm. at home, um, the 18th minute in, in 53 seconds is a pretty good time to get your decisive third goal against higher league opposition. Um, and behind the goal at Red Star's ground, there's a block of flats. And I'd imagine... <laughs> um, an awful lot of the residents were looking out that window and not any other. <laughs> um, there, there was, there was uh, much certainly rejoicing, some strangled as joy as well over the um, over the the sound. So I think a couple of people might have been um, mm -hmm. might have been hanging around as well. So that was that was a great start to Saturday. Absolutely, um, yes. Mm -hmm. Then we moved on to Lorient who are not having as fun a time in Ligue 1. But, no. And that continued here as they were beaten 1-0 by the fourth tier Le Puy, and not mm. the Lentils. Um, so, <laughs> but that, again, was, I know Chris, uh, our um, usual host, is a Lorient fan, and he is not a happy bunny at the moment. Yes, yes. I'm sure that's not why I'm here and he's not. I'm sure there's <laughs> nothing to do with that. Um, but maybe the, the lentils showed they had a little bit more fibre on mm -hmm. their day than, than Lorient. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a fabulous match, but they um, they did what they had to do and mm -hmm. defended reasonably well from the look of things and just kind of held on for dear life at some, some moments. But uh, that was uh, the one that looked like it would be the biggest cup set of the round. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we hit Sunday evening. Now... Now. Yes. Are well, you going to do the health warning or will I? Oh, well, this is this is the thing. I was saying to you before we started, I'd actually, having been watching all of the multiplexes I could over the weekend, I thought Marseille are just going to win this. It's going to be dull. It's going to be 1-0. It's not going to be a fun match. I'm going to watch something else. So I did. And then I just um, checked back in to see what the score was, just to see um, OM Twitter absolutely losing its shit because they lost 2-1 to Canet, Roussillon, who are, again, fourth tier. Yes. So this, I think we have to say, is a bigger scalp than Le Puy beating Lorient. I'm going to call that just to make Chris mm -hmm. feel better. But yes, <laughs> what, how, you, how did they look? Can I? Well, I've, I've only really seen the goals, I have to say, but I got a little um, flash up on my computer that 
the little team. And speaking of somebody who spent more time with his head bowed over Coupe de, France, Coupe de France fixes over the last few years and most of the rest of the listeners put together, I'd never heard of this lot <laughs> until this year. Um, and they scored a night, very, very nice free kick, which I would recommend anybody, apart perhaps from OM fans, to seek out because that was a quality strike, much to the rather startled reaction of Paye on the end of the wall and um, Pele in goal. It wasn't the keeper could do nothing about it. It was absolutely superb. And then, unsurprisingly, the millionaires from the velodrome got a goal back. And you thought, all right, OK. But actually, the winner, it wasn't a spins off somebody's knee like one of, one of oh, I'm going to give, give the game away a little here, but one of Mbappe's goals was scrappy at the weekend. This was a nicely worked goal, carving up, carving up the Marseille defence like, like they were playing National 2 against each other and one was on form and one wasn't. He just cut through them, popped in a second goal. Thank you very much. Fantastic stuff, unless you're a Marseille fan. Yeah, and I think they're, uh, so those goals are from, I think, Postarako got the free kick and it was by, he got the second one, it was mm-hmm. Milik who got the goal in the middle for yes. OM. Um, obviously, Jorge Sampaoli has turned up now, so you can imagine that the, the first meeting of manager and squad was maybe a little bit heated after, after that result, and Marseille actually have a catch-up game um, mm-hmm. from game 22 on Wednesday. That's before the Champions League games, which we'll come on to later. That's against Rennes. So, given that both... Haven't had, who haven't had to seek their troubles in the last few weeks either. Well, You know, they're both yeah. going through transitions looking for a solid result. And, I, I think this yeah. very much could be a game where, you know, maybe just, you know, make yourself a nice dinner and get ready for the Champions League instead. I'm not sure. I mean, it could be utter chaos, given the state the pair of them are in at the minute, mm. but uh, we will have to see. But yes, Marseille, not happy. Um, and we, I think we'd call that as the biggest cup set of the round. So ding, ding, well done. Yeah. Uh, the trophy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So... Looking at uh, some of the others, I mentioned that uh, we've only got one fifth-year team left in, which is Sommer, because Alès mm-hmm. um, uh, lost 2-1 to Montpellier. Uh, mm-hmm. They looked, they didn't look in that much trouble, though. It was a, a very tense um, time as a Montpellier fan watching that, because it did look like they... Uh, they, they might be about to throw a spanner in the works. Yeah, and the, the guy the guy who popped in popped in the goal for Alice, he's scored a few, he scored a brace in the previous round and he seems uh, to be knocking them in regularly all season. Yeah. Though their seasons, of course, been very much more disjointed than League 1 and League 2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the guy they should have been marking and not having score and he scored. So, um, so yeah. I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but you got through, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it was uh, very open the scoring. Um, El Bacal for Alex mm-hmm. uh, got the equaliser, and it took until the 84th minute for Gaetan Laborde to get on the, the the scoreboard, which was the um, so about an hour of very nervousness um, on that front. Um, well, I think Hilton scored last year in the in the tie up yes. up towards the channel, didn't he? He sort oh. of helped. Allay so, fears by bank getting a rare goal in the, a rather larger venue last year. Yes, yeah, so um, 
Yep, not had the uh, best cup luck in the past couple of years, Montpellier, so we'll see how that goes. But um, the other fifth tier side that went out was San Luis Noeg, um, who were playing fourth tier Sedan, and that was a 2 0 win. I think that was pretty routine. Nothing mm-hmm. much popped up on the multiplex for that. Mm-hmm. So, but another that one also, that's difficult to pronounce, we've got rid of, so that's yes, good news. Uh, another um, National 2 side in the draw. So that's uh, that's a good thing to see. There are five of them uh, from the fourth tier who are going through to the next round. Mm-hmm. Friday night, we started off with another two of them being knocked out. Um, Aubagne were beaten 2-0 by Toulouse, who are now in Ligue 2. And Beauvais mm-hmm. were beaten 2-0 by Boulogne of uh, National. So I think both of those kind of ran to form. You've been making the point that a lot of the clubs uh, further down the divisions, they just because they just haven't been playing and they haven't been yeah. able to go out, they haven't been able to mm-hmm. practice. So a lot of these games really are running to form in that Very much so, some of the leaders yeah. is going to be, they're just going to be in better shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Toulouse are now the only League 2, League 2 representatives mm. left. Startlingly, as well, there are more from the third tier than the second tier still in the cup. Yes, which is what we love about it. So, well, yes, yes. <laughs> a couple of the others that went out, the other two league teams uh, that went out were Valenciennes, who were beaten four 0 by Metz, mm-hmm. um, in what I think we can describe as a comfortable situation for uh, Jeremy's team. So he Absolutely. at least is reasonably. Um, Reasonably happy. Um, and the others were Sochaux beaten 5-2 by Lyon, which was mm-hmm. a chaotic game, I think it's fair to say, with um, uh, Lyon... Oh, they, they have Ben Lamery, Cornet, Shirky got a brace, and Jason Denea getting one as well, which is um, often an interesting sign when Lyon play. Sochaux's two were both by Bedia. But mm-hmm. absent a small flurry recovery around half time, I think Leon looked pretty comfortable. They were 2 0 yeah. up inside 10 minutes. There was a slight bite back. Shirky then got them back in front again. Betty got his second just after half time. And then it mm-hmm. was Danea and Shirky in the last minutes. I think it was very kind of routine we'd say, but, uh, you know, cracking scoreline, lots of goals, which is always, always nice to see. Um, and we mentioned Ajaccio sort of earlier on in relation to their, their stadium. They were beaten mm-hmm. 3-1 by Lille, as I say, which looked like Lille just motoring gently around, um, not having that much kind of worry to, to deal with. Uh, that was on the Sunday, though. I'm just yes. hopping around from uh, from result to result. But I think they changed up their team a fair amount. It was two own goals. Um, and uh, Zeka got the one in the middle uh, for Lille. And then the 87th minute consolation leading two smoke bombs from Holly mm-hmm. uh, three minutes ago. So, you know, at least they got, got to have... The final word we might say uh, on that one, and, and make a make a bit of noise and a uh, bit of spectacle as well. So yeah, it's it's interesting that Leon and Leo probably went into going well. If we lose, it's not a major problem. We've got other stuff we're thinking about. Whereas yeah. OM didn't even have that, did they? Yeah. <clears throat> 
So sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and the the final one was there was an all fourth tier um, matchup between Romorantin and Chateaubriand. Chateaubriand won three one. Um, so that was another great kind of tie that you're thinking at least we're going to get one more through. At least we're going to get one more through. And so they had. Um, a brace from Vernet and a 95th minute cherry on the cake from mm. Poissonneau, which is a lovely word yeah. to say. There were there were some there were some quite late goals as we've alluded to between us yeah. and ties here, which made some of the results look a little different. Um, when the final whistle blew, you would have thought with an 80 minutes, um, but yes, they sort of wrapped it up just at the end there as well. I think at that point, Romorantin were kind of throwing everything forward and hoping hoping for the best. So it was one. I of think the they lost a they lost finest. a lost a man as well to a red. Ah, but that's yeah. again the the emotion of the cup can sometimes overtake. <laughs> Yes, because uh, things like uh, we had saw loads of penalties, um, not just in the uh, not just in the shootouts. I mean, there was a situation in the, the Mets game where Valenciennes actually got a penalty early, very early doors, missed it. Mets then got one, scored it, and then from there it just kind of degenerated because um, Mets then got another one. Uh, it was very, very. Um, uh, penalty heavy at uh, mm-hmm. at that particular game, which explain goes to it was, it was scoreline a bit. I think there was a lot of entertainment that nobody really got to savor. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this this in this set of games, there were a lot of a lot of things you go, oh, that was a good bit. Like, oh, that was a good goal. Oh, this, that would have been interesting, and we were deprived I, it. I w- I was watching, and obviously the the games happening kind of clumps. And for mm. some clumps, Eurosport were doing a multiplex, which is obviously my favourite thing in the world. Um, but for others, they weren't. And so I had to pick which match. And I was kind of moving between them and obviously missing a lot of stuff, which is always the way when this happens. Um, I have to admit, I didn't really... I was watching something else uh, when Brest played PSG in one of the two all league clashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Won't surprise you to know that PSG won 3 0. Was it convincing routine? How would you describe it? Um, well, as I say, I, I did um, slightly ruin this in case a Brest fan had been hanging on, hanging on and hanging on to hear us talk about it to see how the game actually went when I alluded to Mbappe half bundling the ball over at the far post. Um, but that was probably the most sort of pub team goal of the round that I've seen. <laughs> um, <laughs> scored by arguably the best player in the competition. But, you know, they all count, don't they? Um, I think, as I say, I don't think PSG are in a position where they go, well, we can go out with our heads held high. We've got other things to concentrate on because it's all about trying to get everything. Um, yeah. So they've got a slightly different perspective on this from Lille and Lyon. Um, but yeah, you know, Brest will have gone in there going, well, we could have got a little team. We'll just see what we can get up to, up to yeah. and see what we I, can do. The thing is, here. we've kind of like, we like them. We like the way they play. There was a mm. bit of changing up from uh, um, Olivier Delolio. Um, but yeah, I th- think that was <clears throat> possibly one of the most um, predictable results of the round, mm. but without much flair. We will come on to PSG and their flair 
a bit later on because there's one more match which happened Monday evening which was Nice versus Monaco. Monaco, who had a little bit of a uh, stutter in the midweek mm. game beforehand, but they ran out 2-0 um, winners uh, with goals from, can you guess, is that man Kevin again and Ruben Aguiar. Uh, again, an 87th minute second, so it wasn't mm-hmm. completely comfortable, but Monaco... Uh, doing a, a little bit of bouncing back after an unfortunate midweek. Uh, I, have to, I have to say, after listening last week, I did think, I've, does he really look like a normal bloke? As the discussion went. And having checked, yes, he looks like a normal bloke. <laughs> Somebody you'd see in a queue in a garage and stuff like that. Yeah. But he seems um, to be banging in the goals nicely. So Yeah, because his... Um, I've seen him interviewed, but in English... So obviously, as a German, he speaks fluent English, mm-hmm. but he speaks in a very kind of stereotypically German way. It's very precise, very measured. It sounds very much like he's, you know, managing a bank or something. So <laughs> um, it is an interesting one, that. So we have, going through, the last 16 are seven Ligue 1 teams, just the one from Ligue 2, which is Toulouse, mm. two from National, five from National 2, and one, our new favourite favourites, even though they broke Montagnard Hearts, Sommer, who are from the Pays de la Loire. So mm-hmm. we look forward to when is the draw happening? Oh, I hope to. I, it's soon. It's soon. I get so it many notifications. That's the key from, thing, isn't it? Like, yes, it's not happened yet. So. Um, there will be another reminder for OM fans of them not being in it when it actually comes out. Um, but there are there's a real opportunity for another we team pairing to sneak out um, yeah. and have somebody going. I still remember watching Calais in the Coupe de France final a long time ago because I am old. Um, I think on Channel 4 when because I am that old um, but there's still a chance that an, one of these little teams will have another game or two rather than just another game yeah. depending on how things come and, out. Yeah I mean statistically speaking that looks more likely than not so mm. I'm I'm really crossing my fingers for that so we will see when the draw comes out we will let you know and uh, yes maybe we can all adopt a team uh, as we go forward, as we have done, your uh, your favourites, Lune Plage, you did not make it through, but um, mm-hmm. we always have uh, a couple uh, that we adopt on our way. Quite so, right too. That's that's the thing about the, when there's 92 league clubs and then national, north and south and all this sort of stuff. A lot of, as we'd say in Jockoland, Kent faces keep popping up in the FA Cup mm. um, year on year. And you go, oh, they're a decent cup side. But the French version there's just so many in there that they have a bit of a run I think that there, there was some anyone. there was some that we remember and it's for the names i know that we're big mm. fans of les herbiers over here as well because they just sound wonderful yeah so, um mm-hmm. when you and when you see that in the midst of the huge huge lists of the sixth and seventh rounds you just pick them out because you remember them so um, and it's it's funny because it is it's not even um to do with form either. There was one of the sides I saw Angoulême um, were absolute 
dross in their league. I think they were mm. regional three or something like that. And they were adrift at the bottom of the league, but they put together a run of about four cup wins. Mm. And they, 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 I had a little bit of a stilted word with a few of their fans. And they, they were waiting to wake up, I got the impression, because week in, week out in the league, they were getting battered, but they kept winning in the cup. And it was just bonkers they had a fantastic evening that out does, it has to be said um, i know having uh, you yeah. know over the years we've done previews of tried to preview every match which unfortunately hasn't been possible this year but mm. i remember a lot of them being in that situation You're like how the hell are you doing this and it really yeah. is i think you know talk about the magic of the cup but it mm. is something where some of these teams can lift themselves particularly if they've done it before they're like well you know, we've done it before. We have nothing to be scared of. And it really makes for a great atmosphere. And that's why the lack of fans is, I mean, it's understandable, obviously, but it really, I think it affects the cup more than it affects the league. Yeah, I, th- I think it's been a pity. But, uh, but I, I harp on about this, but just the technical ability all the way down the levels of the, admittedly, I come from a footballing backwater, namely Scotland, but there's a much bigger fall off in quality of being able to trap a ball, control mm. it, see a pass and deliver it um, in Scotland than there is in, in France. I think they're just well-schooled. Yes. I mean, the you know, So a regional that. three side with a, a wise head and a bit of luck can beat a national three side mm. and continue because they're pretty good footballers generally. You know, that's yeah, what I surprised think- me. Like I said, with the you know the academy system here is very strong, and obviously not everybody who goes to an academy ends up being Paul Pogba. So mm-hmm. what they have is because there is such a huge pyramid and football system in France, a lot of those guys still keep playing, and they are playing in these different regional leagues and district leagues and whatever. Mm. And so you. Occasionally, when I was looking up, you know, teams from the fifth and sixth tier, you'd find out that somebody was randomly an international or mm. had come through the Leon Academy or the Nantes Academy. And they got those they got those groundings, those basics um, down. So as well as the way the cup is organized um, with the inversion of fixtures. So the smaller team gets home advantage if they're more than uh, two two leagues apart all of that is designed to make this tournament brilliant and i yeah love it and it, so, and it works well, yeah yeah we're it's, really it's, pleased with the with the outcomes here obviously mm-hmm. apologies to Lens, Lorient, and marseille fans who are probably true. Mm. just just to develop a point a little i have to get my limoges reference in somehow um but Limoges are ninth tier, and they've got 400-plus licences, which is mm. players, coaches, people involved in the club. Um, and they've got age, they've got significantly more teams at different levels than my team in Scotland, Race Rovers, who are second top of the second tier in Scotland. Um, and I just, that boggles my mind. And um, before they all went horribly wrong early last season, um, they had a guy who'd spent, who'd come through the academy at Nantes um, in the middle of the park who was excellent and another guy who'd come through the academy at Gangon and mm. the, the back four who was excellent was playing French university sort of international students football and they just lost a guy who then was a bit of a, a bit of a 
regular sub in the African Cup of Nations for Madagascar and stuff like that. And these are teams, even though then they weren't ninth tier then, but they were sort of fifth tier, sixth tier. And the best, the, the guy from Nantes, I thought, well, he'll go up a few tiers. He's only gone up one tier because it's so good. They're mm. so good, the players and the standard. And you think, oh, he should be somebody to watch out for. Maybe he'll get a gig in the National League do. Nope, because <laughs> the competition is so stiff. It's amazing. So we'll see if any of the uh, players from the smaller teams get picked off maybe um, over the summer. Uh, but mm-hmm. we are very much looking forward to the next round. Yes. Now, so just to go back to the midweek round that happened uh, last Wednesday, which was the 28th game. And we have some interesting changes at the top. Monaco obviously were uh, looking to hang on to top four and put themselves in there a bit. And they lost 1-0 to Strasbourg. Uh, you got yes. a 91st minute winner from Gilbert, and that ends a 12 game unbeaten streak for Marce- uh, for Monaco. So mm-hmm. that was. Which you um, had been bigging up last yeah. few weeks. I'm not blaming uh, the FFW curse, however. I, I have got <laughs> to stop recommending games. Um, they usually end up goalless. So um, if anybody does have a betting account, then might like to consider that. Uh, the rest of the top four, we saw Lille beat um, Marseille 2-0. Mm. Goals in the 90th and 92nd minute for uh, Team Jonathan, in this case, Jonathan David. Um, mm-hmm. So OM were already, I'd say, pissed off by that. Um, that was a close one, though, because this was happening at the same time as PSG, missing uh, Mbappe, Neymar and Di Maria, uh, mm. were beating a still slightly flaky-looking Bordeaux 1-0 with a goal from uh, Sarabia. So it was really key in that sort of later set of games that, that Lille got something and two in injury time. I mean, heavens. Mm. I've never um, left before the end of a game. No. Because I'm deeply sad. But I'm paranoid. I'm, That's at me. all levels, at all levels, I've been at about fourteen hundred games over over the years and I've never left before the end. And that this week, this week, the cup games and these games. That's, that's why. <laughs> oh, but I'll get out the car park quicker. Stop it. No, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter when you leave, the car park at Montpellier is always a Complete. So, um, <laughs> it was. It was actually. There was a wraith game that I was match reporting on. Forgive me for dragging us into the bowels of Scottish football again. Um, with twelve minutes left, we were three-one down, and just had a guy sent off, and we won four-three. <laughs> and I saw a number of people at the next game going. I was in the car park when we made it three-two. I was just about at the motorway when we made it 3-3, and I nearly crashed when I heard about the winner. Um, and it was like, never leave before the end. You know, it's just it was rude. Oh, that is, that is, that is my view. Um, we had uh, Lyon, uh, the rest of the uh, top four, uh, beat Rennes 1-0, uh, our with the goal. Um, moving on to the rest of the uh, the rest of the table. So the top four are PSG are now in second, but Lille are still mm-hmm. top. Then it's Lyon, Monaco falling off a little bit. Uh, Lens, as we said, had a bit of a shock in the in the cup, but they beat uh, Saint Etienne three uh, one in mm-hmm. the league game. Mets, who 
had a nice round in the cup, lost 1-0 to Angers and also lost their goalkeeper Ukija, who I think just got a four-match ban for just basically hitting somebody. Um, well, I think the French goalkeepers are often prone to punch. Um, but, yeah, but it's supposed yeah. to be the ball, John. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, Montpellier drew with Lorient in the Chris and Phil uh, derby, which mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. There was a, Lorient got a penalty inside nine minutes from Gribich and then had one disallowed late on. It was like, oh, Christ. Yeah, a that diplomatic bad, result for the peer review, I suppose. It, it was just a bad game. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Rouse beat not 2 1. And Nice beat Nîmes two one, so and Brest did over Dijon three one. Dijon who are still really trying, mm-hmm. uh, but just can't make anything work. I mean, they were level on shots, you know, they just can't get them near the goal. Yeah, and when you're you've played twenty games and your goal difference is minus twenty eight, it does hint things haven't gone well. Well, I mean, they've got fifteen points, and. There and nonce are the next up with 24. I mean, it's very much not Neiman Lyon fighting out yeah. uh, to see who, who's going to be safe, who's going to get a playoff place if Saint Etienne can finally sort themselves out. So we're still, we've still got a race at the top and a bit of a situation at the bottom to, to keep an eye on. So that midweek catch up game will put everybody back up to a full 28 games when mm. Marseille play Rennes. Marseille are eighth at the moment and Rennes are tenth. So And Rennes can overtake them if they win. And Marseille can go sixth if they win. So yes. it's still in the middle of the in the middle of the park it is still very competitive, I'd say. Mm. So we've got that coming up. We've also had um the Women's Champions League round of 16 is kicked in. Uh, Lyon beat Bromby 2-0. Uh, so, that's, so that puts them in a good position for the next leg. And PSG are playing Sparta Prague tonight. Um, you'd imagine that will be, um, that will be uh, a win for PSG because, um, just checking the... Uh, just checking the. Hmm. I bow to your greater knowledge on this. Well, it's PSG are top. Mm-hmm. This this has not happened in about fifteen years, um, and they're it's only top by one point. F- uh, people people are going. Oh, it'd be good if PSG won for the yeah, first time in a can, while. <laughs> they count as underdogs in this situation. It's yeah. all very strange. But Lyon are second. Are uh, forty-two points, and it was the game, the the, the game between them that is uh, that uh, has um, made the difference. Made the, made the difference. So it's all going to be very interesting. But yes, both of them obviously hoping to have another uh, another meet up in the, the Champions League. So, which is where we go next, because PSG are welcoming Barcelona. On mm. Wednesday. Now, obviously, PSG are four one up from the first leg. Barcelona have appeared to be in something. Well, disarray doesn't really cover it. I mean, on the pitch, fine, but off the pitch, lord. Yeah. Um, and this is a very 
interesting situation. Obviously, Barcelona are PSG's bugbear, boogeyman. Well, it was it was five it. one a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it? And they managed to it was a six one. Um, I mean, yeah, they managed to throw it away. Mm. There's there's a song which, especially as an away fan, you like to sing. Um, 2-0 and you made a horrible mistake and now we're in lead, but that's abbreviated to rather coarser language, yeah. um, which scans better lyrically. Um, but yeah, if it weren't for that result being so fresh in our memories, you'd be going, yeah, PSG should be fine, yeah, even with the, the tumult that there the is. The thing you do, you do worry that they do have a bit of a kind of a mental block, a fear, mm. a paranoia. Oh my God, it's going to happen again. Now, Neymar's out. Um, is it his cat sitter's birthday? Um, I think it's Sorry, I've, I've lost track of how... He's got much more of a social part. life than he should have in a, in a pandemic. <laughs> it does seem very... Short. I don't think it's going to make... That's going to make much difference, though, because, as we've discussed many times in the pod, PSG often look better without him hmm. because Mbappe is freer. You've got... I'm not sure if uh, Moise Ken is available or not, I think think he's back um but yes it's going to be a very interesting situation i was reading um the uh barcelona football blog preview from uh the wonderful kevin kevin williams he just keeps saying what's going to happen don't know <laughs> how's it going to happen don't know who's going to play don't know because you've got we've got the situation where all logic tells you psg are going to win this and go through but all logic also tells you that that's been the case before and it hasn't happened. So yeah. what the hell happens? Barcelona and we just we just spent twenty minutes be... talking about we spent twenty minutes talking yeah. about some very illogical results in the yeah, exactly. Well, you know, that's why um, we love it. That's, that's why we that's keep why paying attention. On on the pitch, Barcelona seem to have pulled themselves together a little bit. It's mainly off the pitch and in the cells where things are going mm. a little wrong. So is it the case that if if they play the right way because I think everybody agrees that Kerman set them up terribly in the first in the first leg mm. um, if he actually learns from that and they do try to challenge PSG who do have a habit of looking slightly startled when people run at them mm. then oh Barcelona need to win three three nil they're they're through is that possible mm. yes is it likely? Lord knows. It's a very, it's going to be a very, very interesting one, I think. And I really hope that Barcelona do uh, put something together because I don't think any of us want to see a parade. No. If Barcelona get the first goal, yeah. I can see I several that. members of that PSG team having absolute kittens. Yeah, so. uh, it's 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 sometimes the first goal is well the first goal is always important but in a game like this the first goal mm-hmm. and the sort of the five minutes either side of it will be yeah. huge absolutely huge and if it's in the 93rd minute like some of the other goals we've talked Ooh. about it doesn't matter yeah. but I'm... if it's earlier than that no, there's going to there's going to be some uh some tension i think mm. uh, on that one so we look forward to that and then we do have the 29th uh, round at weekend. So that starts with Reims Lyon, then Angers Saint Etienne, and Marseille Brest on Saturday. Uh, the early game is Nîmes Montpellier, which is the local derby, um, mm-hmm. which is usually quite feisty. 
Um, and then the multiplex. Are you saying name of got bite? He he said making yeah. a horrible the reference to their badge. And there's oh, there is such tension. Um, then we've got Lance Metz, Oren Strasberg, Lorient Nice, and Dijon Bordeaux as the multiplex. So I think that's a good looking multiplex. They're all going well, to the, be. Lance Metz is a little bit feisty for the for the, the colleagues yes. there as well. But it's how how will they bounce? How will Lance bounce back? Is really the thing, isn't it? Lots of stake. A lot here. of a lot of teams who've had kind of bad midweeks, as it were. Um, so Monaco Lille looks to be a really nice one, which mm. is the Sunday mm. tea time game, and then it finishes with the PSG Nantes. Probably won't be. So if uh, you you want to put a pin in any of those this weekend, I'd say probably Monaco, Lille, and I apologise for ruining what would otherwise what be could a, have been a very a tasty game. game. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. But I will also be watching the Montpellier and waiting to see how many red cards there are because that could also be could also be a bit a bit of a a bit of a one. So we've got a lot going on. Um, we will let you all know about the results of the Coupe de France draw when we work out when it's happening. Obviously, mm-hmm. there will be coverage of uh, PSG, Barcelona, whatever happens. Hopefully, the uh, Women's Champions League as well will see a result for PSG. And we will see who is in the who is in the squad next week um, for uh, coverage of round 29 and the European stuff. But until then, thank you very much, John, for no your problem. Thank you. continued continued commitment to all things Cup. And uh, the lads should be back next week uh, when they've all calmed down a bit. And so enjoy your French football and we will see you very soon.